I'm Kaitel. And I'm Joe. And we're the United Mates. Back in our school days, a shared passion for football brought us together as best friends. Today, we're separated by an ocean. I live in our hometown, London. And these days, I live in LA. But we still enjoy nothing more than chatting about the beautiful game. So we started a podcast. Join us. A few more old mates from school here and there. And new friends too from the world of professional football and beyond. This is the United Mates Football Podcast. Hello, hello, welcome and welcome back to the United Mates Football Podcast. Unfortunately, Joe, who it would just be ideal if he were to be for the one, you know, one call you'd want him to be on this one, Spurs and Zagreb, he can't make it. But in his honor, I actually watched the entirety of the Spurs game in lieu of watching any of the Arsenal game. My team got a good result. His team got the 2-0, which we're going to be talking about. We don't have Joe, but we do have our great friend Ante from CroatianSports.com joining us. Ante, welcome back. How are you doing? I'm I'm doing uh, I'm doing fantastic for the third time. I we just can't get get enough of each other, I guess. But hey, this is how this is how it starts, my friend. You're an Arsenal supporter, and you end up watching Spurs game instead of Arsenal. So you you tell me how how that works. I must really love football, huh? <laughs> and Joe, I guess. So shout out shout out Joe. That's for you. Shout, buddy. Out, shout out to Joe. Hopefully he's drinking a, an, an IPA or a stout or wherever he is right now. Yeah, yeah. Cheers. And my Arizona Kiwi strawberry non-alcoholic yeah, beverage, Joe. We're going, non- we're going non-alcoholic <laughs> for this one. It's it's a it's a it's a midweek drink. Yeah, we'll see maybe if we end up doing more stuff around the the second leg. It might require a stronger drink, but we'll we'll see yeah. how that goes. Um yep. on today's game, it was the 2-0, the home leg for Spurs originally was going to be Zagreb starting at home but now it's turned around with the whole two London clubs playing in Europa on the same night situation what did you make of the Zagreb lineup going into the game obviously Gvardiol was kind of a big miss in the build-up getting a late injury yeah big big miss but it was it was pretty pretty static for for the Croatian side I mean Leobats um, came in for him but you had your you had your heavy hitters you had Petkovic start up top uh, Orsic, you know, who I, who I wanted to have kind of a better game um, in the middle with Meyer, um, and you know, you have you have to look out for even Ushitz as well moving forward. He'll he'll end up moving in the next year, year and a half. Um, but pretty standard back line except for Guardiola. So no no real surprises there, and I don't think there are really any any surprises on the Spurs side. Um, I didn't think the big three were all going to start, and that's exactly what happened with with Bale coming off the bench. But you know what, you probably only needed one. Or, you know, one or two of them to start anyways against Dinamo. It was a pretty, I thought it was a, wasn't the, the best of games as, as a neutral supporter, I, I guess you should say. Well, on Spurs' lineup, like you said, nothing really stood out too much. We mentioned the big three not all starting the game. So Bale was on the bench. Mourinho kind of in the buildup in some uh, interviews that he did referenced managing the fixture list and saying that the second leg is more important. He mentioned upcoming games against uh, Aston Villa and obviously the North London Derby and said that Zagreb weren't the underdogs. He kind of put that title on them that they weren't the underdogs. So the mind games obviously kind of began before the ball was kicked. Do you think that's the type of stuff that Zagreb are paying any attention to whatsoever? Or is that just Mourinho indulging his own ego? No, that's that's complete indulgement. Because if you look at the lines in Las Vegas, guess what? Dinamo Zagreb were huge underdogs, so I don't know what he's talking about. So get get out of here, Mo. Get out of here with that. But 
you know, if you're a coach, what are you supposed to say to your players? You know, these guys are, are 20 leagues below you, you know, go out there, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta say something. He's also had, he's also been in a thousand of these scenarios. So he's got to make it fun for himself. You know, he's a, you know, he's a media maestro mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I've, I've popped him a question, you know, once upon a time. And I think you can, if you have fun with Mo, you know, he'll give, he'll back in that, that fun. But I know the English press especially are, uh, are, are sharks and, and lions when they come to, uh, when they come to, uh, to football managers and whatnot. But I mean, what are, you, what are you supposed to say? They were not underdogs though, Mo. If Mo, if you're watching this right now, get out of here. I think, I think it was, uh, you guys, uh, Spurs were minus 350 today. So, you know, you put a hundred down to win 30 bucks, no value, no value on that, even though it was a lock. Obviously kind of, that was how it played out. Spurs having the upper hand, um, tactically before we get into the action on the pitch, just as a matchup, Spurs did drop Bale to an extent from the Europa League side. They sort of like brought in a midfield pairing of Sissoko and then they had Lamella and Ali behind Son and Kane. We'll get into it, like I said, but the midfield battle was, you know, a lot of possession for Spurs and they had the extra bodies in there by virtue of not playing the front three with Bale. Uh, Is that something that Zagreb planned for either way? And just as a tactical matchup, do you think that Zagreb got it wrong this evening? No, they didn't get. They didn't absolutely didn't get the tactics wrong. The tactics were there, which was Spurs are going to have possession. They're the better team as a team and individually, you know, um, across the board. Um, but you know, you're going to go into that game going. They're going to have possession. Bunker bunker in the back. Try not to get absolutely crushed in the first half, which which they didn't do. We're going to get to the two soft goals in a second, and you know, and player counterattack, and they actually countered pretty quickly in the first 10 minutes and then they had another one um, right before the second half and then Petkovic in the second half actually he went for goal when all he did was need to slide the ball coolly to the penalty spot it would have been an an open shot so we'll get to his lackluster game but no it's Spurs are the better team they're a you know they're a top premiership side you're playing Dinamo Zagreb Um, I like the way Dinamo played today that the tactics were there but the better team won, you know, there, there's no, there's no, you know, there's no secret, there's no secret sauce to that, but um, they also didn't concede any bad goals. And the first goal should have gone in originally, it went off the post. And then luckily, because, you know, it dropped right to Kane for that, that goal. And the, the other one was just a defensive blunder. So, I mean, they, uh, Tottenham got the, the perfect result they needed, 2-0. They can chill next week in Zagreb. They can focus all their attention on your Arsenal Gooners over there. Um, so it's, it's perfect for them. You know, Europa's going to be alive, but, uh, you know, Dinamo wasn't unlucky. They got beat by a good team and, and the ball just didn't roll their way tonight. Hmm. Kane seems to end up in those lucky uh, goal scoring situations so often that it might not, who knows, it might not even be luck if you're doing it that many times. It's, but hey, it's better to be lucky than good. <laughs> He's got both on his side at the moment. Um, Petkovic, though. We'll maybe get into some of his other opportunities, but that's how the game began was Petkovic. Like maybe he came in too hot. He drove at the heart of the Spurs defense right from the kickoff. It was a nice move. And I think 40 seconds later, there's a shot on target from Orsic. So really, you know, strong kind of intentions from from Zagreb to start. Is there maybe an element of the situation being overwhelming? Like you said, they kind of held their own and they didn't at any point fall out of the game to a point where... The tie, you know, the tie's not over at this point, but will they uh, be? <laughs> eh, it's, it's over. It's, it's, it's Dinamo needed to get an away goal tonight. Mm. Even if it ended, even if it ended 2 1, 
they needed an away goal. I mean, even if it ended nil-nil, I think, you know, Spurs would press and zag it up, and I don't think they're going to get clean sheeted two games in a row, not this team. And then even if it ended nil-nil, you know, Spurs get one goal in, in Zagat, and I think the tie is over. So uh, they needed a goal tonight. They didn't get it. I mean, I think two-nil and or one-nil or nil-nil is all the same. You know, Dinamo needed that goal. But it's just funny when it, when it comes to – when it comes to these games where you know the other team's better than you, you're going to sit back, but then you're going to get your heated moments of running at goal. So that's what kind of Petkovic did. But if you don't maintain that for the entire game, it kind of, that's what I'm kind of against. It's either, you know, if I'm the coach, I'm like, go have fun, go score. If you get scored on whatever, but maybe, maybe we'll get lucky, you know, banging a goal or something, um, you know, maybe get a penalty and actually, Undebele, you know, I thought that was a penalty. I, I don't know what an offside is anymore. I don't know what a penalty kick is. I don't know any of the rules anymore. If he was any smaller, like a Messi or anything and flop, it's an easy penalty, but he's so big, he didn't get that call. So I don't understand how that wasn't a penalty. That kind of counteracts what the, the second uh, uh, Spurs goal uh, that went in, that was a, that was a defensive blunder. Um, but it doesn't matter. Dinamo didn't, didn't get an away goal, and you don't get an away goal in the first leg, then, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an uphill climb. Yeah, that Ndombele foul from uh, Meyer, I believe it was, at the beginning of the second half, was 100% as clear a penalty as you'll ever see. Um, who knows what the VAR were kind of getting up to or not getting up to, I guess, more so in that in that situation. But taking it back to the, the first half and another kind of before the Kane goal, there was one moment that stood out to me. And I, I'm remembering that you mentioned uh, Livakovic as this kind of Jekyll and Hyde character from our, our last time that we spoke. And he had this bizarre. Well, I mean, it. It wasn't you just, bizarre. You just, it, wasn't bizarre. it wasn't bizarre, but you just don't see it every day. You what, don't see it. Yeah. What they did you make of that? He got the job done. He, he cleared the ball, but just not with his hands. Like, he's a goalie. He knows he can use his hands. I think he's he's just Jekyll and Hyde. He just – he gets nervous, and 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 that's what he did. I mean, he did fine with it. If that was Manuel Neuer, you wouldn't you wouldn't be bringing it up. But but it's not. So, you know, if that was – if that was uh, Oblak or anything like that. But I was watching. I go, what the hell just happened right now? We play right. – we play <laughs> ice hockey, but um, – Whatever, he got the job done. I mean, if he did that and 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 the ball went in or something, it'd be a different conversation. But that's fine. It was a low ball. What you know, I can't see him on camera, but you know, it's just it's a tough play. But that's the stuff we have to deal with. He's our Croatian goalie now. It's frustrating, but he didn't give up any bad goals today. Uh, neither were, were his fault. So I'm I'm fine with that. No, he was pretty decent between the sticks actually made a couple of all right saves and couldn't really have done a whole lot about either of the goals, like you said. So moving on to that first goal. It's Harry Kane, kind of the theme of the first half is playing this quarterback position on the halfway line. You're sort of like doing a double take, like, is this Harry Kane? Is that, you know, why is he all the way back here? Obviously, assists have been quite a big feature of his game this season, something that Mourinho is kind of, you would assume, sort of worked on with him and Son in particular. So he plays the ball forward. It's half cleared and then picked up by Lamella, who I think shrugs off a defender and then just drives at the defense, goes past one maybe two hits the outside of the, or just the foot of the post and Kane, like we said, he's there to tap it in. Is there any big fatal flaw in that move from Zagreb's point of view? Should they have not taken the bait of the dummy shot? You know, it's all these, you know, things that can happen in a, it wasn't in a the moment. Shot. I mean, I mean, that, that shot should have gone in, but I think uh, looking back on it, he, he sh I, I forget which defender he shrugged, but the defender just completely fell down. Like he was on skates. So, mm. um, you know, I, I, I when you know a team is better than you, you you 
you play a different style. You play a little more defensively. You're not as aggressive. And, you know, that if it's parking the bus status, it works. But when the team's that much better, better than you, you can't give them too much respect. And that's a too much respect debate. And I think Dinamo gave Spurs 10% too much respect. They were definitely respected them, but I think they gave them 10% too much respect. And I think that's what happened on that play. You see the, the defender just fly out. He loses his balance. Lamella gets the shot. Should have gone in. That I mean, that should have, that he should, you know, anyone better than Lamella would have put that in. But then Harry Kane goes, drops right to Harry Kane for, for the easy shots. So not, nothing you can do. That was just a defensive collapse. Nothing you can do. The kind of running joke in, in England is that uh, Eric Lamella literally doesn't have a right foot. And that's the type of, you saw him with, go with the outside of his left foot. You're saying if it was anyone else, if it was anyone with a right foot, that would have been a, would have been a goal. Yeah. Me, me or you would have, would have scored that. Exactly. I mean, it was whatever, <laughs> but I mean, no problem. But then it fell to Kane. But, you know, if, if it goes, you know, nil-nil and maybe Petkovic does that, maybe they get the first goal or something. Now it's one-nil in maybe the 60th minute. Now, now you're going, wait a second, we don't have a, a goal at home. They have an away goal. Now it changes your psyche in the last 30 minutes of the game. But Spurs were in, in control of that game from um, from start to finish. I mean, I don't – there really wasn't – I think that the only – there was that shot in the beginning that you spoke about, the Petkovic, but that was a dribbler. I think he still had three guys on him. I'm not worried about that. But he had that run in the second half where he took the shot, but if he drops it all the way into the – by the penalty spot, he had, a, he had a, his Dinamo teammate wide open – and he has a right foot, unlike Lamella. It's, it's, a, it's an easy tap. And now it's 1-1, away goal. You, you start building confidence. It changes the tie. But um, that didn't go in. Should have been a penalty kick. And then, and then Kane bagged that second one for 2-0. So, I mean, it went I, – I pegged there to be two goals in this game. I said it was going to be 1-1. Um, I definitely didn't think there was going to be three goals. The over-under in Vegas was two and a half. I took the under. So, I think – I think, uh, uh, that was the only lock tonight, but um, but it, it went the Spurs way. I mean, Spurs were not not getting uh, shut out tonight. Um, I was hoping for Dinamo to squeak a goal in, but they did not have the fortitude on this night in North London. No, I mean, we'll see come the return leg. The uh, consensus is that it's going to be an uphill, well, inevitably it's going to be an uphill struggle for, for Zagreb. On that second half, did you see anything different from them? Anything that gave you not necessarily hope that they're going to, you know, turn this game around and move on to the next round, but that they're going to make a fight of the next fixture. Uh, I think, you know, going two nil back home with, without an away goal, that's just, that's, that's really tough. Um, you know, mentally, um, I think setting up for that game, they need to go, they need to, they need to tell themselves, we got to get a goal in the first 25, 30 minutes of this match. Um, I still think Spurs are going to score in Zagreb. I, I don't think there's going to be a clean sheet. There's too much firepower. I've been huge on on Sonny uh, for a while now, even back to last season. I think he's one of the most, uh, uh, you know, uh, undervalued, underspoken premiership players out there. I think he's fantastic. He has a good attitude. The guy's amazing on the wing. Him and Kane have been amazing. Now you're now you're throwing Bale into there. Imagine if Dele Ali got his get, gets his stuff together. Like, oh, now we're now we're talking. Um, the Spurs will score up Maximilian, and if they do it in the first, if they do it in the first half, I mean, now now the tie is officially over because then Zagreb would have to score four goals basically, and you know, but it was you know that's why you need that you need that away goal. You need to have an away goal in the first leg, otherwise it makes it really really tough. But look, I, I can't stress this enough. Spurs Spurs are Spurs. We're not talking about a team from 
you know, we're not talking a team from Lithuania here. It's it's a premier, it's the Spurs. You know, they they were in the Champions League final a couple of years ago. So uh, Dinamo held their own. I'm happy that they made it to the round of 16, but that's obviously their sweet spot right now. Well, on Dinamo, we mentioned a few of Spurs' kind of talents in their ranks, but was there anybody in particular who stood out? It wasn't a dazzling performance by any means. For me personally, I thought that uh, Ivan Usek had a tidy first half in particular, and in the second half, he had a good cross um, to Petkovic that he couldn't take advantage of. Is he going at the end of the year? Is he sticking around a little longer? I think he stays another year. I think um, I was talking, uh, I spoke to you off camera right now. I, was, I actually had a nice interview with, uh, uh, with Romeo Jozak. He's a former uh, academy director of Dinamo Zagreb. And every single Dinamo player, even, including Luka Modric, you know, Chorluk, all those guys came through him. And he says, uh, Orsic, Livakovic and Petkovic would have all left this past summer if it wasn't for COVID, but it pushed the whole season behind. So I think those three guys are gone. Um, Petkovic could have really, really, you know, dazzled some some scouts and some teams out there, especially, you know, playing in the world's eye, playing Spurs on on a Thursday night. But I thought he was a little greedy. You're right. He, he came in a little hot uh, without composure. I thought he played more, more, you know, uh, uh, um, muscle than than more brawn than than brains tonight um which is fine if your entire team's doing that but if if you have a runaway striker just doing what he wants to do it doesn't really do well for the team so i think i i'm even though he had an okay game i think um you know i gotta give him a a you know a c minus for for tonight um i thought i thought you have to you have to you have to throw um you know levakovic for having an all right game he didn't mess up and be right with those with those funny with that funny kick save, um, you know, that could have been a blunder. I think he was okay. He looked a little nervous on some of those punch outs, um, but pretty bleh for me. I mean, I, no one really stood out. No one really messed up. I think Spurs played a really good lineup that was at 80% and that's all they needed. And, and that shows a difference on the two sides. Yeah. I think um, in particular, the midfield kind of athleticism, stamina, power of uh, the likes of Sissoko and Ndombele definitely went a long way for, for Spurs in that game when um, Zagreb were kind of working so hard to cover space rather than kind of actively press the ball. They might've got a little bit tired. Otherwise I think Petkovic, like you said, he showed a couple glimpses, but might've just been trying a bit too hard on the, the big occasion. Hopefully it'll come good for him. Maybe in the, in the second leg uh, on the second leg, it's only worth, you know, so much, but I want to pose a question to you. The game got flipped around with regards to home legs and away legs. In the cold light of day, do you think maybe it would have benefited Zagreb to actually have the first leg at home? Typically, people say that the, you know, uh, away leg, sorry, the home leg second is an advantage. But given that they would have had a more opportunity to cling on to maybe a positive result if the first leg were at home, do you think that if they were to have gotten a one nil win. They could have come to London and stuck in there. I, 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 I actually do. I, I, I agree with that sentiment that it would have been an advantage with us because we've been so great defensively at home. And now that we actually have to go on the road and, you know, we're defeated two nil that, that kind of sucks the air out of the, out of the dressing room, basically. Um, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things you'll never know, but I definitely think they lost the advantage um, and that's why they needed the away goal. I say they would they would have been fine if they got the away goal, even if they lost 2-1 tonight. Uh, but not having an away goal against a team that's much better than you is, is it, it's just going to it's going to hurt them coming back. So um, I actually do think that that it caused a disadvantage for them.
it's all still on the line technically you know nothing's over till it's it's over so we'll we'll see how that goes but i want to bring uh joe or at least the the voice of joe into this briefly because he he recorded before he, he went to bed this evening he he recorded something the, for us did he record this did he record this after the game he he did honestly well i'm not gonna jibe him too hard but he sounded a little sleepy and maybe like he'd had a good time as well who knows but <laughs> here comes here's let's joe. See, let's see what those got Hello, Kaitel, and hello, Ante. Um, you can imagine I'm quite a happy Spurs fan right now. 2-0 victory in the first leg, a Harry Kane brace. It's all looking quite positive. Um, very happy with that. I do have to say, Ante, though, I'm definitely um, definitely a Hyduk split fan after that performance because, my <laughs> word, Dynamo Zagreb were probably one of the, the dirtiest teams I've seen play in recent years. They gave them... Um, you know, Sam Allardyce's Bolton Wanderers a bit of a run for their money. So, yeah, I'm very happy that we got the 2-0 advantage over them. But one question I had for you both was actually about one of the Tottenham players tonight. And it is about Eric the Meller. I personally thought he had a fantastic performance and was arguably his <laughs> most impressive player. What I want to know is, what did you guys make of Eric the Meller's performance? Look forward to chatting soon. Bye. <laughs> I'll just preface that Joe is a left-footed footballer himself, so I think he might be partial to to Eric Lamella in the in the first place. I think Joe's trolling us right now. That's what I think. That's your opinion on on Lamella, yeah? I mean, we spoke we spoke about Lamella before that. I mean, anyone, you or I, we we bagged that goal. I thought easy goal. Then then you see it come off the post and going, how how did he miss that? Um, I mean, Lamella wasn't even the Spurs top four player tonight so maybe 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 joe had too many pints maybe joe had too many pints while he was watching the match yeah maybe i'll spare joe no i mean you know lamella was he was all right he was he was all right it was a great you know he made the goal it was as good as a goal what he did he did everything but score the goal he should have scored the goal he didn't do it on that he get an assist on that sure if you get an assist for being fouled in the build-up to a penalty then surely you'd get an assist for that yeah i think so he, he, that's technically that wasn't even a shot on goal you're right that's you're right it's not on target yeah yeah um well in that case yeah maybe no assists even for for eric lamella but on the first point i guess why not while we have some 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 of joe's thoughts uh on zagreb's dirty nature or or that's what joe kind of was referring to i you know what was dirty about it it's a it's a contact sport it's a contact sport dirty we're not playing tennis out there joe we're not at Wimbledon. But that was a tactic, though, huh? Giving away, you know, considered free kicks that they knew, you know, maybe we can get in the first half. The ref was kind of lenient. Maybe we're not going to get these yellows. Let's just take the foul. That's kind of... Absolutely. I'll, I'll tell you what one of my, my dirtiest coaches, uh, managers told me growing up. There's no bad foul at midfield. Remember that, kids. Remember that. Stops all momentum. Take the free kick. Get your defense behind. Like I said, they're a better team. Stop, stop their momentum. You don't want... You don't want Spurs running all over. You want Kane and Sonny and Dele Ali and left-footed Lamella running around you? No. Stop them. Stop their momentum. Well, big Joe Simunich, who you had the honor of chatting to the other day, I think I remember the first time we, we spoke, you uh, telling a story of uh, a foul, a brutal foul that he, he made back in the day to do just that thing, kind of stop the play as it was as it was building up. It, you know, not you stop the play. Your- not stop the play. It would have been a one. It was in Serbia, by the way. It was in Serbia, and they've never beat us. Yeah, and uh, it was in World Cup qualifying. It was late 2013. 
basically, and they, Serbia was already down a man in about the 70th minute, if I remember. And we had the corner kick, but the corner kick got kicked all the way out. And their striker, their fast, the fastest, uh, their fastest striker goes on a breakaway. And if Joe doesn't clock him at midfield, it's a one-on-one with the goalie. And they probably end up beating us. We'll never know. And he, have you seen this video? He absolutely obliterates this guy. He gets the red card? Oh, he knew right away. He started walking to the, to the locker room right away without even looking at the referee. I mean, it was, it was the most gangster red card I've ever seen. Plus, it's Croatia against Serbia. It's a 1-1 match. There were just so much magic around it. And the guy, the guy was a legend already, but that just goes into his legend even more. So I'm going to show you this later when we get off the camera, but it's the most epic thing ever. Maybe if, yeah, there's not a, an epic turnaround in the second leg for us to witness from Zagreb, maybe there'll be an epic foul or something at the very least to keep us entertained. Croatians, hey, Croatians get heated when we, we, I've seen plenty of fights, not just professionally, but in semi-pro games and stuff. We, we have short fuses, so we'll see. Also, but you know, you don't want to have, you know, even if that happens, the, the players know that you're playing Spurs, you're playing a premiership team, you're playing, um, you know, there's lots of eyes in that game. You don't want to, to mess with your own uh, um, your own reputation, you know, by by having a you know a sucker punch or a bad tackle or something like that. Because you know you, you do want to have sportsmanship and you know pl- play the game right. Speaking of, I think maybe this could be our last kind of talking point. How's this second leg gonna go? Seemingly the way of, of Spurs, are things gonna get worse before they get better? And by better, I guess that would mean the final whistle of the of the second leg for Zagreb or. Yeah, what are they going to do in this in this next tie? Your prediction? I just want to score a goal. I just want to score a goal for us. I mean, I it's I I guarantee you Spurs score a goal in the first half, and if that happens, I think that the tie is officially over. You never know. Football's you're right. It's not over. It's not over. It it wasn't a four nil match. Um, Football's a funny game because you can have a, a a silly red card penalty in the first five minutes that turns the whole game around. You can anything can happen. Um, but I see Dinamo coming out super aggressive, uh, playing a little bit less counterattack. But, you know, they had good possession in the first half today. But at the end of the game, after 90 minutes, Spurs had 67 percent ball possession. So that's that's hard to overcome with, with the better team. Um, I, I'd, I'd consider it a success if um, I said 1-1 in the first leg. I'm going 1-1 again in the in the return leg in Zagreb. I'm telling you, Spurs, Arsenal, Europa League final for the last Champions League spot. I'm still I'm still. Still going with that. Then you and Joe can figure out your friendship on the back end. That, that's leave me out of it. Yeah, that will be whatever will be will be in that regard. But so yeah, speaking of Spurs Arsenal, that's going to be coming in between the the first and second legs. So there's a, a lot on the line for Spurs this week coming up with the Premier League and the Europa League and maybe a free a free hit for Zagreb given the position they're in. So they might as well go for it and see if yeah they can do their fans and the nation of Croatia proud as far as European football goes. I think that's about all we have time for today. I want to thank our guest, Ante, very, very much for making United Mates Football Podcast history and becoming the first guest to appear three times on our show. So thank you very much, Ante. Hope you've enjoyed yourself. How can our listeners follow everything CroatianSports.com across all your different social media platforms? Yeah, CroatianSports.com is the website. And then on Facebook, slash Croatian Soccer. And then on Twitter, at Croatian soccer so we're not changing those ha- handles but you know looking looking forward to what uh, what you and Joe do uh, moving forward in the future and uh, going down the history books with the the, the first uh, three-peat I got the hat trick I bagged the hat trick already so you know when you have millions of followers down the line you know just, just remember this face
Uh, we'll be mailing your, your hat trick bowl to you shortly. Just Amazon Prime it. Don't put it. In, don't put it in that royal post or whatever you guys do over there in England. Just Amazon Prime it. <laughs> yeah, I'll blame it on Joe if it if it doesn't arrive. Actually, that's quite convenient. Um, but on that note, if you uh, want to listen to more of me and hopefully Joe, no, inevitably Joe, he'll be back sooner rather than later, um, and uh, maybe Ante again sooner rather than later as well. Please do follow us also uh, on social media. We are at United Mates FP on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And then if you want to put any faces to the voices you can find us on youtube under united mates football podcast until next time everyone take care of yourselves and take care of each other as well goodbye